0: To the She Speaks Truth podcast, speaking God's truth over you. Happy Thursday, family. How y'all doing? It's your girl, She Speaks Truth. Well, my name is actually Jessica. (laughs) Uh, But happy Thursday, y'all. Hope you're keeping well. Hope you are having a great week so far. I um, hope last week's episode was a blessing to you, um, and you know you were able to think about a few things and just challenge yourself to look at okay, what is God trying to teach me during this time. What is God trying to teach me during this season? Um, I know for myself that, as I've said, you know a lot of these things, a lot of these things are becoming or have become. Uh, core principles for me and how I live my life um, in terms of you know just my everyday life and things that I'm applying to my life so I'm really excited um, about these things that I've learned and I hope that you you know have been able to take the time to write these things down and to you know talk about or to reflect on or meditate on some of the things that you have learned. All right, so um, today's podcast, I will be talking about, I will be encouraging you today. Um, It was really just on my heart to encourage and empower you today uh, to really just remember who your God is in the midst of everything that you are going through. Um, And I think that that is a huge part of soul care uh, because the scripture says that David um, encouraged himself in the Lord, which we're going to be talking about. But What I really wanted to say was uh, David questioned himself or his soul rather, you know, as I've been talking about soul care. A big part of that is encouragement and empowerment. And so the scripture says that uh, David, um, as he said, oh soul, why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. So I see that as David having to encourage himself, right? I feel like there are multiple times in the scripture where we see David having to encourage himself because he is going through a very difficult time. David has had uh, quite the interesting life, um, you know, going from being overlooked, uh, we go all the way back to First Samuel 16, uh, where we see that. You know Samuel went to the house of Jesse to look for the next king of Israel Um, and you know Jesse showed all his sons all his you know all his good-looking sons all his strong sons and all these different types of stuff and so Samuel had to ask hey Jesse like do you have another son and he's like yeah you know there's another one that's out you know in the field taking care of the sheep uh, and so Jesse um, Samuel was like, okay, well, you got to go get him because surely it must be him because it's none of your other sons. And surely it was him. So um, we go through the scripture and we see that David has gone through a significant amount of stuff. Um, and so if you have your Bibles, <laughs> I'm going to be reading from 1 Samuel chapter 30. So today we're going to be doing almost like a little bit of a Bible study, but not all the way. Um, but I think it's important that when we're talking about Bible stories that we are, or just the Bible in general, that we are, uh, speaking about the Bible within context, you know what I mean? And, and exploring the scripture and having an understanding of what the scripture is saying. Um, and so first Samuel chapter 30, uh, this is David's victory over the Amalekites. And I'm going to read from verse one to eight, um, and so if you want, you can more than you're more than happy to take your Bibles and turn with me. Uh so it says now it ha- and I'm reading from the Amplified version. That's my favorite version of the Bible cuz as it says, it amplifies it adds extra layers <laughs> uh to the scripture and for me like because I'm such a critical and analytical thinker, like I'm just like, okay, this is great, but what does this actually mean? Um, and so I really love the amplified version of the Bible. So it says, now it happened when David and his men came home to Ziklag uh, on the third day, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid on Negev, the south country and on Ziklag and had overthrown Ziklag and burned it with fire. And they had taken captive the woman and all who were, who were there, both great and small. They killed no one, but carried them off to use to be used as slaves and went on their way. When David and his men came to town, it was burnt, and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they were too exhausted to weep any longer. Now David's two wives had been captured, Anihab and the Jerizalites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the the Carmelite. (laughs) Further, David was greatly distressed because the people spoke of stoning him. For all of them were embittered, each man for his son and daughters. But David felt strengthened and encouraged in the Lord his God. I'm reading verse 7 now. And it said, David said to Abithar, the priest amalek's son please bring me the ephod so abithar brought him sorry <laughs> so abithar brought him the ephod david inquired of the lord saying shall i pursue this band of raiders will i overtake them and he answered him pursue so this is god answering now pursue for you will certainly overtake them and you will certainly rescue the captives and I'll read a few verses. So I'm actually going to read verse sixteen, and it says, "When David brought, when he brought David down, sorry, the Amalekites had disbanded and spread all over the land, eating and drinking and dancing because all the great spoil they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah." Verse seventeen says, "Then David and his men struck them down in battle, from twilight until the evening of the next day." Not a man of them escaped, except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. Verse 18, it says, So David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken and rescued his two wives. Nothing of theirs was missing, whether small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had be taken. David recovered all. Last verse, verse 20 So David captured all the flocks and the herds, which the enemy had, and the people drove those animals before him and said, This is David's spoil. So, listen. We see here that David pretty much kicked butt. Like, there's no other way to, to put it that David did his thing. You know what I'm saying? So when we look at what is happening with David in the story, there's a lot that's happening. Again, we put the, the, the text in context, right? So first, so essentially, in this context, Saul has been pursuing David, right? I don't know if pursue. yeah, pursuing within the context, has been pursuing David, trying to kill him, you know, we know the we know the context of like Saul or I shouldn't say we know because I don't want to assume. Um so for those who don't know, um from the story of David in First Samuel chapter 16, you know, pretty much he had to be under Saul. And Saul was just a very interesting king. Like he was just he was a very interesting very interesting guy. Uh, but he did a lot of as I said interesting things. That's my key word for Saul. Um, but one of the things that was was very disheartening was just his hate. I don't know if there's another word for it, but his hate for David. Um, some some theologians say you know he was jealous of David. I think so because you know they say Saul did you know say Saul did five thousand. Um, David did ten thousand. Like David was always able to almost like up Saul for lack of a better word, and so Saul I think was just super jealous. Um, so in, in first Samuel 27, um, we see that David flees the Philistines, right? He flees the Philistines in verse 20, in chapter 27, um, chapter 28. Again, Saul's just doing the most. This man's up here with mediums, um, spirit mediums, which means like psychics and people who raise people from the dead and all kinds of foolishness. Not the actual people, but their spirit from the dead. So Saul is just getting himself in a whole bunch of mess. Uh, Verse 29, we see that... Actually, if you go back to verse 27, I keep saying verse, chapter 27, you will see that when David um goes uh flees to the philistines or to the philistines uh that uh akish who was one of like you know a leader there uh they actually gave david ziklag right so they gave david this the town of ziklag so there was as you can also see that there was a, a certain level of favor on david's life like people loved him, he was just, he was a good youth, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, he was a good guy, people loved him, there's a certain level of favor, because for you to go to the enemy, because remember, um, Saul has been in war with the Philistines, and if David is under the Philistines, that means that, okay, well, how are you going to, Come to me for something and I'm going to give you to, for, for refuge, almost like asylum. And I'm going to give you a whole town. What? So there's clearly some level of, um, of favor over David's life. Um, but then in verse 29, chapter 29, sorry, I keep saying verse. But in chapter 29, we see that there's a mistrust for David. And I think that happened because they knew that David was under Saul. So Akish is here trying to defend David, but you know, the, maybe the the governors or whoever of the of of, of, of that nation was like, "I uh, no, how can we trust him? Do you know who his king is? Do you know who his 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 prote- predecessor is? Like, how can we trust him?" And so, you know, there was a a lot of stuff going on there in verse in chapter 29 um and so in chapter 30 now we see that um you know david was gone and then the amalekites came and just overthrew uh ziklag right it's the scripture as we said before they burned it with fire they took captive all of this different kind of stuff like there was so much that was happening um and david came back home imagine coming back home and your whole house, your whole place that you lead was just a hot mess. Like you come home, things are just not the greatest. And so that was pretty much what was happening uh to david in this story right david was in a place of distress right because he comes home he doesn't come home to the home that he left right what he knew is no longer there and so i think we can also contextualize it within today right what we're currently going through you know with this pandemic and different things like that what we once knew is no longer there you know what I mean? The routine that we once knew is no longer there. Maybe for some of us, you know, our income is no longer the same. Uh, we're not able to connect with family and loved ones like we generally would. Maybe some of us have actually lost, you know, family, friends, loved ones, whatever the case may be. Maybe some of us are in a place of distress, just as David was in a place of distress, right? So that's one of the first things that the scripture the uh, uh, the scripture highlighted it says that David was greatly distressed and I think I think the interesting part of the scripture that I'm I've noticed is that I don't even think I don't even know let me not say I I, I don't want to say I don't think because I don't want to put my own quote unquote thought on the scripture per se um but I don't even know if David was distressed because of what happened per se i'm sure he was but the scripture says right here that david was greatly distressed because the people spoke of stoning him you know what i mean and they were embittered so it's like the people spoke like hey we're going to kill you we're gonna take you out because our sons are are gone our daughters are gone like we what do we have left and this is all your fault so david probably felt like you know this was a lot of stuff on his shoulder and you know maybe some of you I feel like you know there's a lot on my shoulder in this season there's a lot that I have to figure out and I think that was the thing with David is like man I've already lost some stuff you know what I mean like I'm going through and I've lost some stuff and now these people are stoning me because are wanting to stone me rather because of what they've lost and I have some weight on my shoulders and so many of you may be in a place where you have some weight on your shoulders, where there's some things that you have to figure out. Maybe you're the main breadwinner in your family, you're a caregiver. There's so much that is happening in your life all at once. And so uh, that word distress means, you know, uh, suffering from anxiety, sorrow, or pain. Right so David was greatly distressed and he was suffering from anxiety sorrow or pain. So it's like, man, I have to figure this out. And you know, I just hear it in my spirit that many of you are in a place right now where you just like, I have to figure this out. Like I have to make sense of this. How do I make sense of this? There's already so much that has happened and you know, even seeing that David flee uh, uh, to seek asylum pretty much, um, among the Philistines, it's like, man, like, I think many of us entered 2020, like, you know what, I'm leaving, uh, 2019 behind, I'm moving forward, I'm not going back, God's gonna do a new thing in my life, and maybe that's how David felt too, he's like, you know what, I'm not going back, God's gonna do a new thing in my life, like, I'm, I'm out of here, because Saul, Saul on some different tips, like, I'm off this, like, <laughs> Saul's is Saul is on some different things. But um we see here that he was greatly distressed because what he thought would have been is not what it is. You get what I'm saying? Although maybe, maybe, maybe David had some plans. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he seemed like a a very strategic man from what I'm seeing in the scripture. He probably had some plans to be like, you know what? When I I go to live among the Philistines, this is what we're going to do. Because it even says in chapter 29, you know, that, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to battle with, with, with with the Philistines. We're going to go to battle with them. And they were just like, yeah. No, David, sorry, that's not going to happen. Like the, the governors or the lords of the, of the Philistines, they were just like, yeah, I know. Like we don't trust you in that way. So already David's plans began to fail. So he's like, all right, no, I'm going to go home, whatever. They gave me like a piece of land or a little town. Let me go there. And he goes home and that's burnt down. That's gone. Everything that he worked for is gone. Everything that he had is gone. And so I'm sure many of us are probably in that place. We're like, man, like everything that I had is gone. Like I don't I I, like I, I was really thinking that this would be a place of settling for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I really thought that this would be a place of settling for me. I thought, okay, I'm in a good place, 2020, new decade, new year, whatever. But now what I knew is no longer there. What I knew is no longer that my new normal, quote unquote, as they call it, is a hot mess. You know what I mean? So I I wanted to bring that word distress about and to show you in the scripture that, first of all, there's nothing new under the sun, that there are many who have gone through what we have gone through? They may not have gone through uh, a pandemic, but they've gone through great discre- distress. Uh, in Hebrews, I believe it is chapter either chapter 11 or chapter 12. It talks about the great cloud of witnesses that they have. They've gone through what we have gone through, but they've showed us in the scriptures. It shows us how we can get through moments or seasons of distress. Right. Um. The script. The song says, "In seasons of distress, right? We can. We we can." go to our god in prayer and so i think that's the next thing that i want to bring up um the next word so i'm looking at keywords in this text keywords that i that, that you know i want us to bring out so the first word i brought out was distressed right the second word i want us to look at is encourage encourage means to give support confidence or hope to someone listen this for me was huge because the text says that david encouraged himself in the lord he encouraged himself right so encourage again is to give support or confidence or hope to someone so you're encouraging someone you know what i mean it's like hey man it's gonna be okay you're gonna make it through all is well all that kind of stuff but the scripture says that david encouraged himself in the lord You know what I mean? So in this instance, David had to do this for himself in the middle of it, in the middle of his distress, in the middle of everything that he's going through, in the middle of trying to figure it out, in the middle of being a leader, in the middle of, 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 you know, leading his family. He's lost, you know, aspects of his family, his wife, sons, daughters, like everything is gone. You know what I'm saying? So, in the middle of, of that, leading him, leading a troop, leading um his family, being the main care- caregiver, all of these different things in the middle of distress, David had to encourage himself in the Lord. For me, that was huge. It's like, first of all, where did you find that strength from? To encourage yourself in the middle of distress. And this is not some little thing that has happened. The scripture says that they overthrew the thing. They overthrew Ziklag and they burnt it with fire. And they took their sons and daughters and wives to become slaves. This is not this is not a small thing this is a big thing that has happened but David found it in himself to encourage himself in the Lord you know what I'm saying so it's so I, I and, and it's hard to say because sometimes it's like man like it's like Jessica I want you think I don't want to encourage myself in the Lord like I want to encourage myself in the Lord and sometimes it is hard but I think that scripture that I stated before where David was like, um, oh soul, why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. Sometimes we have to literally speak to the depths of our soul. We may not be able to even speak the words, but the scripture says that he, the spirit makes intercession for us with, with groanings and utterings that cannot be heard. Sometimes it's those crying moments. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like we try to figure things out so much that we forget that we serve a God who cares we serve a God who cares. We serve a God who is not surprised by anything that we have gone through. And it's right here that 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 it shows me that God is not surprised by anything that we have gone through. I'm going to show you further in the text just how God is not surprised. Nothing catches him by surprise and that It's so unfair because we already have the victory. We have already defeated the enemy. You know what I mean? We already have the victory. We can already pursue, overtake all of these different things. But what I want us to really look at right here is that in the middle of distress, David encouraged himself in the Lord, right? The scripture says, the scripture goes on to say now that David, and he felt strengthened. I want to actually want to bring, 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 bring uh, note to that. Said, but David felt strengthened and encouraged himself in the Lord. So there was a strength that came. There's an inner strength. You know what I'm saying? Saying like, I honestly feel like for some of us, we are a, a lot stronger than we give ourselves credit for. You are stronger than you think you are. You know how Scotia Bank. <laughs> um, I'm um, I'm contextualizing that within Canada because I don't know how vast um, or how wide Scotiabank is in terms of country for those who are listening. Uh, but you know how Scotiabank say you're richer than you think. The scripture says you are stronger than you think. You are so much stronger than you think you are. There's an inner strength inside of you that you are yet to tap into. And that's something that God wants a lot of people to know even in this time and in this season. And it's so funny because sometimes when we come out of stuff, we're like, man, I didn't even know that I had that much strength. You know what I mean, and even something now that's that's coming to my to my mind. I think why David was able to encourage himself and to ah man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Why David was in, able to encourage himself and strengthen himself is because this is not the first battle or the first war that David has won. You know what I'm saying? And also the fact that he he had such a such an intricate and personal relationship with God. And I'm gonna show you how in, in a few verses down, but um, this is not the first battle or war David has won. David's been winning wars and battles since he was taking care of the sheep when he would fight the bear you know what i'm saying when we read the scripture we see how david protected the sheep this is not the first time david is in this role maybe in this magnitude but this is not the first time and so god is 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 trying to let us know hey this is not the first battle that you have won, that you have won, or you're going to win. You've run, won many a battles. You've won many a wars before. And so, if you can just reflect back, there's a there's an old school song uh, that that they use that they sing. It says, roll back the curtains of memory now and then. Show me where you brought me from and where I could have been. I am human, and human forget. But remind me. Remind me there, Lord. And since sometimes we have to be like, you know what? We have to remind ourselves of the battles that we have already won. My God, I feel God on that. We have to remind ourselves of the the pursuits that we have already overcome. Because for many of us, this is not our first rodeo. This is not the first time we've been laid off of a job. This is not the first time we've had to figure things out in great distress, but this is different. This is new territory. But all that is happening is God is just strengthening your inner man. That is all that is happening. He is strengthening your inner man. Because let me tell you, something after this david was in an upward trajectory you get what i'm saying and not only that listen to this i don't know if this if this is a good thing or a bad thing but in verse in chapter 31 saul and his sons were slain for all these years when Saul was going after David and David refused to kill Saul because he said, "What? Well, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. But when you look in verse 31, you will see Saul and his sons were slain. David didn't have to touch the enemy because the enemy slew himself. You know I'm saying? The scripture says that Saul fell on his sword, uh, listen, Saul fell on his sword, and his armor bearer fell with him. Okay, so J- David was on an upward trajectory to become king, to become exactly who God had orchestrated for him to be. What is God setting you up for in this season? What I'm telling you, your latter days are gonna be greater. It is not just what it seems. Nothing we have gone through will be wasted. And I am a living testimony of that that nothing we go through will, we will um has been wasted. Nothing that I've gone through nothing. I mean absolutely positively nothing there's always been a battle that i have won that has become a testimony that has blessed somebody else that has become quote-unquote the, the platform or the foundation on which i stand uh as a minister and as a minister to people because one of the things that just annoys me is when people minister from a place that they've never been you can't minister from a place that you've never been that's just my personal opinion I just it's just something that I'm just like but you've never been there how can you minister to somebody from a place that you've never been right and so now when you get through this because there will be glory after this when you get through this you're able to see say man you know what I've been there I've, I've, I've gone through this and so I can support you through this or I can encourage you through this. But we see here, as I've said before, David encouraged himself in the Lord. And I think why David was able to encourage himself in the Lord is because this is not David's first battle. This is not the first battle David has gone through. We talked about, you know, the lions and the bears that he had to battle before he had David and he had um you w- in the story of David and Goliath. This is not his first rodeo and this is not your first rodeo. And so I want to encourage you to encourage yourself in the Lord. Another thing I think is interesting is that David, uh, um he wait, let me let me make sure that I'm getting the context of the scripture correct because I want to make sure I'm grabbing the scripture correct. You know what I'm saying? The preacher in me wants to make sure that you have the scripture correct. So after David encouraged himself in the Lord, it says, uh, David said to the priest, yes, bring me the ephod. So an ephod is a priestly garment. And when I was just researching that, so I, I knew what it was, but I wanted to dig a little deeper. And something that the Lord showed me, so David was not yet... A, so, David came from a priestly lineage, but David was not yet king. You know what I'm saying? But David put on the ephod, and the ephod is a priestly garment. So, that's what he used, you know, to... So, before, in, in, in other contexts, he would put it on, you know, when he was going to dance or sing, because David is known as a, a musician and different things like that. But he was going before the Lord, and he put on his priestly garment. What the Lord showed me through this is... We have to stand in who we are, even in seasons of distress. Even in seasons when we don't understand, we have got to stand for in who we are. What is our ephod? We already have our ephod. We don't have to draw for an ephod. We have the blood of Jesus that is our ephod. Well, we understand our identity in Christ and we understand that the bod- the battle has already been won. It is something completely different. And so I want to encourage us to switch our mindset to be like, you know what? This battle has already been won and I am a child of God. I think it's important that we also pull on the promises of God. We pull on what the scripture says and we begin to declare them. You know what I'm saying? We begin to declare them, to say, you know what? I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. My going out is blessed. My coming is blessed. He says, whatever I put my, like, we, could, we have got to begin to dig in the scripture and to say, you know what? I stand in authority. I stand in 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 the. I am in the lineage of Christ because His blood runs through my veins because He died on the cross two thousand years ago, two thousand plus years ago, and so I stand as a child of God in authority. And I speak to my heavenly Father and I ask Him for the strength and the courage to get through this battle. This is how we fight our battles. We fight our battles. The Scripture says that David now inquires Tired of the Lord this is how we fight our battles we fight our battles by going on our knees and talking to our Heavenly Father and saying God this is not didn't this didn't just come as a surprise to you this is not new to you 2020 was not new to you so the dreams and the visions and the plans and all of these different things that you gave me I know it's gonna come to pass I know it has to come to pass it has to come to pass. It must. And I think what I love about the scripture is, so it says, David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue? Will I overtake them? And he answered and said, pursue and you will certainly overtake and you will rescue the captives. I like the conversation and the relationship that is happening there and I think what is so powerful is because david drew for his ephod his priestly garment and so he knew he had a connection to the father to god to just go before him and to talk to him we have that same connection but we now have it through the blood of jesus that is our ephod you got i'm saying that is our ephod that is our whole armor that is our whole armor the blood We are covered under the blood. You know what I'm saying? We have the word of God. We have the sword of the spirit, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. Our feet are shod. You know what I'm saying? With the gospel of truth. We have the gospel, the truth of God, right? What is this podcast all about? It's speaking God's truth over you. And the truth of the matter is, you will recover all. The truth of the matter is, you are a child of God. The truth of the matter is, the promises of God are yes and amen. Hallelujah, I feel God. The truth of the matter is, God is fighting for you. And if God is for you, then who can be against you? Who said that? David said that in Psalms 27. And that was probably Saul pursuing the heck out of David. But David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I, whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? Even when my enemies and the wicked came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. The one whole shall encamp against me. My heart will not fear. The war shall rise against me in this will I be confident that is how we have got to stand as children of god but we have to make sure that the word of god is hidden in our hearts and you know what even if it's not hidden in our hearts per se we open the word of god and we read it and we declare it in jesus name and so as david stood in his priestly uh, lineage in his priestly posture i want you i want to encourage you empower you to stand as a son of god to stand as a daughter of god and realize who you are and whose you are there are a few other words that i want us to look at so the next word that i want us to look at is pursue to go after To chase, Don't stop chasing after and going after everything that God promised you. Don't allow distress and a pandemic to make you doubt your God. Our God is so much bigger than this. He is so much bigger than this. And this is not a surprise to him. It it didn't come. God is not up there like, oh my God, a pandemic came. What am I going to do about sister so-and-so's? um plans that i gave her no he knew that the plan he oh i feel guys i feel god on this Eh. he knows the plans he has for you he knows the plans he has for you Of course, the context of that scripture means that there has to be a level of obedience and we have to be in sonship and so forth. But when you are, that's how God was able to give you those plans because you were in sonship. And if you're not in sonship, come into sonship, come into alignment. We are no longer slaves. We are no longer servants within that context, but we are sons and daughters. He calls us son. He calls us daughter. You know what I mean? So don't stop chasing after. Don't stop pursuing those things that God put in your heart. Don't stop. I want to encourage you. Don't stop. If you have to speak to your soul as we talk about soul care, we have we have to make sure that we come out of this thing better than we went in. And I don't mean with stuff. I don't mean with 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 material stuff, but with knowing and having an understanding. If we come out with nothing else, it's knowing and having an understanding that we are children of the most high God that our identity and every Everything that we do is rooted in him. So don't stop pursuing wholeness. Yes, Lord. Don't stop pursuing the dreams that he has put inside of us. He gives us the desires of our heart. He puts those desires inside of us so that we can continue to to move forward and to do what he has called us to do. What the enemy wants to do is he wants to distract us. He wants to distract us because he wants us to feel as though because a pandemic has come, we cannot do what God has called us to do. We cannot pursue. We cannot live up to our fullest potential. Healing cannot come to our house. Restoration cannot come to our house. But let me tell you something. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. There is no one higher. There is no one stronger. Our God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think. There is not a pandemic that has anything on our God. Our God is able. He creates ways in the wilderness and droughts. He creates ways. That is our God. He is faithful. He is able to move mountains. And he said, if we have faith as small as a mustard seed, we can speak to the mountain. We can say mountain move in the name of jesus and will it move right away maybe not maybe it will take a few times of speaking to that mountain but i speak to your inner man right now and i say be encouraged in the name of jesus don't hang down your head because you are a child of god you are a child of god you are because he is the greatest power we will never ever be defeated god is exalted and the enemy is defeated and so i encourage you to pursue the next word is overtake and this is within the context of because of, of, this is a war that david is in This is a war that David is in. And maybe for some of us, this is a war of our minds, a war of our finances, a war in our families. Yes, Lord, a war in our marriages. But the scripture says, David asked, will I overtake them even in the midst of this war? And God said, yes, you will surely, you will certainly overtake them. And I want to encourage you to let you know that you will certainly overtake them. Yes, you will win. You win in the end of the battle you win and if we can begin to have foresight yes lord if we can begin to have foresight to to look into the future to look through the eyes of the spirit why because if we look through the eyes of the flesh if we look at our current circumstance right now that's what will weigh us down that's what will boggle us down but when we begin to look through the eyes of the spirit and we realize man like i'm a child of god like i'm going to get through this i'm going to come out of this like there has to be glory after this because that is what the word of god says all things work together for them who love the lord who are called according to the purpose to his purpose listen we will win we will win and so i want to encourage you to pursue i want to let you know that you will overtake the next word is recover which means to get renewed possessions of to win to overcome to be in a better state of body or mind i feel like that is huge i feel like something big is coming i feel like something huge is coming hallelujah to get renewed possession of what if you losing your job god has a better job for you at the end of this what if 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 you know what i mean like what if your marriage going through all of this is that your marriage is going to come out better what is god trying to teach us in this season a renewed possession of to win to overcome to get better god wants us to be better the scripture says he will re- god says you will recover all you will recover in the king james version it says that you will recover all you will recover you will get renewed possession. Hallelujah. You will overcome. You'll be in a better state of body and, and mind. That is so powerful. And so if we can remember that if we pursue, we will overtake and we will recover. You will recover in the name of Jesus. God doesn't just leave his children destitute to die. He doesn't just leave us on the wayside. God cares about every single detail of your life there's nothing that he doesn't care about when you hurt he hurts he is touched with the feelings of our infirmities he is overcome with compassion when we are going through various situations in our lives and so i want to encourage you to know that god cares he cares the lord is saying that some of you feel like he has forgotten about you he hasn't forgotten about you he sees you And he cares and he is working even when you don't see it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He is working even when you don't feel it. He's moving. He never stops. He never stops. He that keepeth Israel will never slumber nor sleep. He doesn't stop working. You will recover all. He doesn't stop working. He doesn't cease from working. He is not sleeping. Our God doesn't sleep. He is up and awake, and He is working. Hallelujah! Even when you don't see it, when you don't feel it, when you're like, God, what are you, what are you doing? There's this there's this um this poem uh, for those of us who grew up in in Caribbean households. There's this poem called "The Footprints in the Sand," and and it talks about the fact that God, you know, I was walking, and you know, I just I just felt like you weren't there. You just weren't there. You weren't there. And at the end of the poem. Poem, it's it's like there's this, there's this conversation that was happening and, and in the poem, uh, God causes the, 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 the writer or the, the person speaking to look back and he said, look at the footprints in the sand. When you look at the footprints in the sand, Jesus said to, to the person, I was carrying you all along. Listen, Jesus is carrying you. He is carrying you. He is holding you in his hands. You know, they sang the song, he has the whole world in his hands. He really does. He really does. And I want to encourage you to let you know that he has you in his hands. He has not left you. He has not forsaken you. And I just pray that we will become more aware of his presence The song says, Let us become more aware of his presence. And my desire is that we will become more aware of his presence and we will know that he is sitting with us. He walks with us. There's an old song that says, And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, my God. There is something beautiful when you have an understanding of your identity in Christ. If you have not listened to the podcast on the cracked mug and that series, uh, the restored identity, the known identity, I highly encourage you to go and to listen to that. But God is with you. God is with you. And I think it's so powerful that the definition, a part of the definition of recovery is to get a better state of mind or body. I think that is just so powerful because I feel like God has been bringing us on a journey on this podcast where, you know, he has, he has been challenging us to become whole, to be made whole. You know what I mean? Like he's been really, really challenging us to become whole, to be made whole. And so I truly believe that when we get out of this, we're going to be, be so much better. We're going to be better in our minds. We're going to be better emotionally. We're going to be better spiritually. We're going to be so much better. And so you will be a better person. You will be a better sister. You will be a better friend. You know what I mean? You may have felt like you've lost all. You've lost so much, but I'm telling you, people may have walked away, but I'm telling you that you will recover all. You will recover all. Family may have turned their back and you may feel alone, but you will recover all. I'm telling you, I feel that so strong in my spirit that you're going to recover all. Everything, everything, God will always give double my god he will give dancing for morning he will give beauty for ashes the great exchange that is the god that we serve he will always take your little and give you more what when it comes to when we talk even look at something as simple as tithing or as important as tithing When we give 10%, God brings the increase. He does so much more. We need mustard seed faith to move a mountain. Like that is the God that we serve. He will always give more. We look at the story of job he lost everything and i know it's such a colloquial story in that it's such a familiar story but these are the, sometimes i feel like we try to be so deep that we and, and so uh, and so we, be, we become or sometimes we become too familiar that we forget the basics of the word and the basic principles of what it means to be a child of god A child of God if you are um, we're all children (laughs) we all have parents of some sort and as you grow up you know your parents take care of you they take care of you or they try their best to you know what I mean and that is the same context right? Our God takes care of us. He provides for us. He sustains us. He is a good, good father. He really is. I know you may not feel like you have abundance right now. You know what I mean? There may, certain things may not be able to happen, but let me tell you something. When you look back at this time in this season, you meant like, man, God really came through. God really came through. The last word, that I want us to look at is spoils that is the last word that I want us to look at so spoils have a few different meaning in the Bible so uh what verse is this I'm looking down verse 18 so it says here so David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken and rescued his two wife nothing of theirs was missing whether small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken, right? Which the enemy had. And the people drove those animals before him and said, this is David's spoils. Listen, when you read through the scripture, you will see that there was the spoils that David got. There was some extra stuff. Hello. So when we look at the context of the scripture, spoils have a few different meanings, as I said before. Um, but within... Within the text, it is a representation of of defeat and victory. So when you come out of battle, I feel God, when you come out of battle, what do you have to show for it? What are your spoils? What, what is the representation of your victory and your defeat? So it says here, this is David's spoils. David had something to show for this battle that he went through. Let me say something. You will have something to show for this battle that you have gone through. I hear the Lord saying that strong. You will have something to show for this battle that you have gone through. The battle that you've gone through in your mind, you're gonna have better mental health to show for that. The battle you've gone through in your finances and you've be- you've continued to sow. I feel God. Guys, I hope you're feeling God with me right here right now, but you will have something to show for this our god doesn't just allow us to go through things and nothing comes out of it you will have something to show there will be victory you will not be defeated you cannot be defeated you are a child of god so the sport whatever it is that you come out with is a representation of victory it is a representation of victory You will be victorious. You are victorious in the name of Jesus. And so as you take care of your soul, I want you to speak that to your soul. Speak that. Be like, you know what, soul? I know I feel sad right now. I feel down. I don't feel as empowered as I would want to. I feel overwhelmed. But what did David say? When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And listen, this battle doesn't belong to you this battle doesn't belong to you i know it feels like it belongs to you because it may be a financial battle it may be a marital battle it may be a mental battle but let me tell you something about battles the ultimate warrior is our god and our god he has never lost the battle never ever Ever lost the battle? Our God never loses battle. He battles. He won that battle two thousand years ago on the cross, and He has never, He never lost a battle before then, and He will never lose a battle ag- ever, like ever, ever. Our God never loses battles, and so you will never lose a battle. Why? Because you are a child of God, and so you will have something to show after this. You will have something to show. You will be better. You will recover. You have got to recover all. God, I feel like God is just going to do for those who are in alignment, for those who, who can accept. Uh, the word of God in their lives and and can accept that, hey, this season will last forever, that seasons come and seasons go, that God is just going to do something amazing. He's going to pour into you in something amazing. And I just want to encourage us to, to position ourselves for God. Yes, Lord, I hear the Lord saying, position yourself for me to do something great. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything deep or anything crazy. Pursue me. Pursue me. Go after me. Don't stop. Don't cease. Pursue me. Go after me. Go and worship before me. David, um, drew for his ephod and that ephod was a sign of worship in David's context because that way, that's what he would generally draw for the ephod for so go into your, what is your ephod, I talked about a part of it of course being the blood of Jesus that we already have a, an automatic ephod, but also I hear the Lord saying, what is your personal ephod you know what I'm saying, what's your personal ephod get into prayer get into worship, worship your way through you have got this. You're going to be all right. You're going to make it through. And I know it may not feel like it. It may not look like it. It may not sound like it. But listen, now unto him that is able. And faith is the evidence of things, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We can't see it, but we know that we don't look at the things in temporal, but we look into the eternal. Because what? This is. This weight right now, this, 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 these transgressions, not transgressions, these trials rather that we are going through right now is only for an exceeding weight of glory. There's something coming after this. For those who are positioned, for those who have made themselves available to pray and to seek the face of God and to just sit before, sit before God and to worship him, there's something beautiful that's going to come out of this. Our God, he is beautiful for every situation. So, I hope that that was encouraging for you, and you will realize that, hey, you will recover all. You may be going through great distress, suffering from anxiety, sorrow, pain, whatever the case may be, but our God, he is such a good God, and he is going, there will be glory after this. And whatever you've been through, he's gonna use it for something. He's gonna lift you up, encourage you. And I just wanna encourage you in this time to encourage yourself in the Lord. But the only way you can do that is just going and sitting before Him. You may not even have the words. You may just have to go and just cry before God and I encourage you whatever emotions you are feeling. You know, what we as we as, we, as we've been journeying through this podcast, we've been all about emotionally healthy spirituality. It's okay to it's okay to be sad. It's okay to 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 feel down or whatever the case may be. But the goal and the significance is just not to stay there. And we see that with David. We see that David went through so many different emotions. And I think that's why, and I think I've said this in podcasts previous in previous podcasts, that I think that's why David was a man after God's own heart. He wasn't perfect. He was real. Get real with God. Get real with God. Take off the mask and get real with God. All right, guys. I love you guys so much. I pray that you feel encouraged. I, feel, I pray that you feel empowered. And just know that I am praying for you. 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 I pray that your inner man feel strengthened in Jesus' name. All right, guys. Y'all already know. Always speaking God's truth over you. Always and forever. Never, ever going to stop. And today, this is the truth of the Lord. The truth of the Lord is you will recover all. Take care, guys.